I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Who would have stopped all four of those goals? What you got for me, Isaac Harris? This was a rough day yesterday to we the took beginning. A hit. I don't know. We took, we a, took hit. a hit. Um, we picked Chelsea to be our English Premier League team. We went. We yeah. went through a long three or four week process. Very Chelsea well was. thought out, by the way. We we went through rigorous, rigorous tasks and rigorous. Uh, we did filters and different uh, criteria. We went through everything and uh, came up with Chelsea. We kind it, of, kind of, if you, kind of randomly. It was yes. Uh, we just really wanted to get into the Premier League this yeah. year, both of us, and we're like, "Hey, we want to pick a team. We want to do this." And it's too invested. daunting for for me. It's too daunting to just like, "All right, I'm going to be into the Premier League, so I'm just going to watch the yes. Premier League." That's like just watch the NBA. It's like you got to let the team choose you. You got to be in the. Culture. <laughs> there's just so many teams, and there's so many players that I don't know, and so I was like, "Let's yes. just pick a team, get inundated with a team, and then we'll learn the Premier League from there." So exactly. That's, so, that was our process. We narrowed it down to four teams. Then we we landed on Chelsea because most of you guys know this. Yes, you know all of this. And so obviously the Premier League started this past week, and yesterday on Sunday was their first game against Man United. And oh my gosh, it was it was it was just brutal. I was having fun for for the whole first half. I was having so much fun. I was yelling at my TV. My dog was concerned for me. He was like, "What? What? Are you okay? Are you upset? I don't." I was I was at church and I was getting notifications on my phone. It was like, all right, this this was happening, and then they scored. I'm like, dang it! Uh, but anyway, I watched all the second second half, and there is this, so obviously they got smashed. But we are obviously trying to get into this sport, and it made me think because we're we, Nick and I both were tweeting at it and stuff. And there been there were a couple people. One guy in particular, I I, I went back and forth with a little bit. Um, about how he literally said it was so cringy for us Americans trying to get into soccer and that it was you know, saying that things we shouldn't say and just things like that. Yeah, that we're ignorant and that we'll never learn, like, we'll never learn the culture of soccer and all this different stuff. And I'm like, listen, I get all of that, that we're not there and it's easier to follow the teams there. But how, how can we get into the sport? Like, I want to get into it, but it's, it's like possessive over your sport. So my question is, do, do some of us get this way with the NBA to where it's like, hey, NBA is kind of our sport. Sorry, you will never get it. Like you'll never learn. I I don't like. I feel like golf is kind of the same way where fans get kind of hockey. possessive of hockey. The, really hockey it's like this is my sport. You will never get it. I feel like it should be the opposite. We should be promoting our sport and wanting people to follow the sport that we're passionate about. I wonder if some of our Sotnam Shame stuff, if that kind of stuff is like that, where someone's just trying to to understand the game, but they're not they're usually not coming at it with a real like teachable mentality. My, twi- right? My tweet was literally a picture of the Chelsea logo and says game day <laughs> with the game hashtag and this dude's like, It's so cringy that you're trying to like you'll never learn I'm like, Whoa I'm just and I literally just asked him like how and all this different stuff. So uh sorry. 
we're we're still gonna be all in on Chelsea. I'm yep. still like, and one person tweeted at me is like, "Hey, you picked the, this Chelsea team. Wow, you're stupid." And I'm like, "What were we supposed to pick? Man, you not? I mean, Man City. Like, we didn't want to pick the overwhelming favorite." Yeah, and, be front runners then. Yeah, the juggernaut. And so, like, Chelsea, yeah, okay, if they're bad this year, cool. I mean, I don't – like, we're still going to follow them. So, anyway. It was a fun day. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the, the match, though. Obviously, they, they got beat 4-0. Four, four uh, we've gone too – we've gone way too long on this. Um, yes. All right, on the pod today, we're going to be getting some more anything but Mavs questions. Usually, we're going to do Mondays during the summer as Mavs Monday and have a Mavs topic, but we have a schedule coming out tomorrow, so we're going to do Mavs Tuesday. So every, It's going to be all Mavs on Tuesday, a Mavs-specific conversation. That's what we really want. We'll have at least one of those a week that's very Mavs-specific because we have a lot of other random stuff planned. Um, we'll do two Anything But Mavs every week. We'll do a What If Wednesday, and then we'll do Game Pod Fridays. Um, so today is an Anything But Mavs mailbag, so let's get into it. Isaac. Would you like an NBA, a personal, or an other question? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, let's do NBA for 400. NBA for 400. Okay, so anything but Mavs mailbag is a list of questions that you guys sent to us on Twitter, which is anything but the Mavericks. So we're talking about general NBA, our personal lives, random other things. So I picked out some questions, uh, and that's what we're going to do for the anything but Mavs mailbag. James asks, what NBA team do y'all think improved the most? This was a tough question for me. I went through, and I think we can agree on five teams that it, that definitely improved more than the rest of them. Oh, my gosh. Five. Let's narrow it down to five. The Clippers. Okay. Well, I don't have much in the East because if the East finished like it did last year, I wouldn't be shocked. The Nets and the Heat. The Clippers. I'm saying the Nets. East. No, I'm saying the East. We're just, oh, okay. We'll just start with the East. The Nets and the Heat improved. Are we sure the Nets got better? Yeah, with the Durant thing. Let's take them out because Durant doesn't count. Okay, yeah, take Durant out because D'Angelo Russell was an all-star last year. and I mean, Kyrie is better than D'Angelo Russell as a player. He is. Yeah, he, as a player, he is better. Yes, but the culture part has to play into that. It does matter. Yeah. If he bring, if it's also a different a be- team. Usually, the first year with a team, the culture stuff doesn't really fully set in, unless it's like a crazy case, like Dwight Howard with the Lakers. You know, for sure, for sure. And then I don't I Rondo mean, with sorry. the Mavericks. <laughs> sorry, DeAndre Jordan, but don't. I mean, still Jared Allen. It's not like they're replacing him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So uh, let's take the Nets out. So the Heat in the East probably improved the most. Yeah, so I mean, what are they? They swap out um, Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler. They lose Whiteside. Make sure you mention that might make them better. (laughs) No, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess they got a little bit better. Sure. Yeah, I I think how much better that they are will depend on. That's crazy. No one in that conference got significantly better. Unless you got the Nets with Durant. That's what I'm saying. Like Milwaukee, okay. Toronto, they'll go down a little bit. Toronto didn't get better. Philly. They didn't get better. Yeah, not better. I mean, I guess you can make an argument that Horford and Josh Richardson, yeah. I mean, I think that they got a little bit better. Not like groundbreaking better. We we disagree on that team. So the fact that we disagree means they didn't get significantly better. We can't even both agree that they got better. 
Yeah, That's when wild. I look at like how much better, I want to see how much better they go up in standings. They won yeah. 51 games last year. So, I mean, realistically, if they win 56 games, like that's better, but okay. Um, Indiana, Boston, I feel like they're both like cool. They stay where they're at, fourth and fifth yeah. seed. So, like, yeah, if the, literally if the East finished, like Brooklyn was the sixth seed, Orlando seven, Detroit eight. If the, if the East finished exactly like it did last year, I'm like, okay, like I would understand that. Where I mean, the West, there's the teams that aren't gonna. No, they'll not. They won't they'll be won't. there. But like, yeah, there's just not a lot of teams. Like Charlotte got worse. Miami better. I mean, and like when we say get better, we're talking about like new additions, not young players growing. Because I think Atlanta could be better, but it's because Trey Young and them and John Collins, their young guys, will be better. So That's then, then we look to the West. The Clippers got better. Yeah, I only put two teams down for this answer, and they're the, both in the West. The Jazz got you, better. You definitely, yeah, those are both my teams. I think you and definitely. The Lakers got better. Come on! Oh no, my god! I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <gasps> you, we, you, we cannot talk about these those old young Lakers players and how trash they were, and how they were not good players, and how they were not a good trade for the Pelicans for Anthony Davis and then they get Anthony Davis and you're like the team is not better. Those were those <laughs> other players better than Anthony Davis combined? I'm just No. I, I do remember the days though. Hey, before LeBron went down, we were the fourth seed, okay? They were. So uh we were pretty good. These young guys are good. They were, but that was, then then without LeBron all of a sudden they're they're, they're terrible, but <laughs> Yes. No. So they, okay, if we're talking about standings too, they won 37 games last year. Yeah, I think they definitely got better. You didn't I just even don't list them as a team that got better. They're better. I don't think that they're the like who got the. What was the answer? I mean, what was the question? Who who improved the most? Improved the most. I want to see who goes up the standings the most. See, the I don't Lakers think the Lakers won thirty-seven games. But the Lakers were the tenth seed. I don't think the Lakers tr- cracked the top four, and I could be wrong on that. But I don't think that they're a home court team in the playoffs. So I think they land five, six, seven, and realistically, that's only like three or four spots in the standings. I think the Clippers no. can le- legitimately go eight to one or eight to two. So that's why I think it's a difference. So you do by like place in the standings, not by how many wins. Yes, that's the way I looked at it. Like, where? What's the biggest difference? I think you like, and you can kind of go back on me on Utah because I think Utah improved a lot too. But they were the fifth seed last year, so could you know for Utah to move up? Could they be a two seed? I think they could be. I don't think they will, but I still think they got really you know. Yeah, I like Conley and Bogdanovich stuff. So, but yeah, I think the Clippers are the obvious answer. I mean, you take the team they had last year and. Now you're adding Kawhi yes, and PG to absolutely. that team. Yeah, I think our answer is the Clippers. Clip, mine, and, mine is Clippers, Lakers, Jazz. That's in that order if I had to do three. Clippers, Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, yeah. What? Okay. I don't want to go down that route too much. Nope. Nope. You didn't. Who, who do you think improved more? The Lakers? Okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to. No. We don't have time. I, okay. Have time to okay. No, 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 no. I want right, to figure out a way to ask this. All right. Do it while I'm taking if, a break. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Isaac will try to roast me on the Lakers again. All right. Let's take a quick break. Before we do Lockdown Fantasy Football, if you guys are into fantasy football, we have a Lockdown Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Get the edge. Uh, Lockdown Fantasy is your favorite podcast provider. You like us, and you like us because you're listening to us right now. 
Vinny will be, give you the same thing for Lockdown Fantasy. It's every single day, just like this pod. Go listen to him. Lockdown Fantasy. All right, Isaac. So, in in great Lockdown Mavs fashion, we're still on the first question. So, give me, your, no, I, give me your Lakers hate. I was just going to say, outside of LeBron and AD and outside of Luka and KP, the Lakers have that overwhelming of a better roster. Wait, what? Okay, so you're talking take about take the two, take the two, top the two Mavericks. players from from both teams, from Dallas and the Lakers. Yeah, but the Lakers' top two players are so much better than the Mavericks ones. Okay, I get that to an extent, but I'm just saying if we're talking about who's improving the most, the Lakers are adding Anthony Davis, which is an incredible top five talent. the The Mavericks are adding if if KP is is back to form like he was before the injury, they're adding that talent. I think they could at least be thrown in the conversation of. If the if the Anthony Davis thing makes the Lakers one of those top big improvement teams, could Porzingis make Dallas that type of team too? Yeah, because anyway, Dallas is going to jump up, but we don't we don't count that as an off season. Like, but I guess improved the most. He didn't. Yeah, because Dallas had off season, so I guess Dallas had thirty. Dallas had thirty three wins. I mean, it's not unrealistic to like. I mean, we've seen different people put forty, forty five. You know. it's up through you know through there. I yeah. mean, it could keep on going. So anyway, we can go to the next one. There you go. All right, uh, let's do let's do this question real quick because I know you're not gonna have anything to say about it. Uh, uh, Max asked me, "How do you feel about the Teresa Plaisance for Christine Anigwe uh, swap?" This is the what Dallas the crap. The, is this the Dallas Wings just made a trade? He said, "I'm intrigued." Uh, oh, Chris, they got in a fight. They got in a fight. She went after Brittany Kreiner. Uh, it was a oh. very weird situation. So. Uh, <laughs> How do I feel about it? I feel that like Teresa Plaisance is uh, like the Dwight Powell of the wings. She's just, she's been there a long time. She has like certain skills that you really want in a player. She's, you know, she stretches the floor better than Dwight Powell. She's not the exact same player. She's like a really good teammate, a really good player to have in the locker room. And for them to move on from her to get a younger player, Christina Nigue was first round pick in the, in this past draft. So the Mavericks or not the Mavericks, the wings now have three of the first round picks from this past year. Um, which is awesome. And uh, she was also coached by Lindsey Gottlieb at Cal, who's now the Cavs, one of the Cavs assistant coaches, which I thought cool. was cool. Uh, but then she almost got in a fight with Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner almost like ripped her head off, which would have been wild. This is so the girl that's running away from Brittany Griner in the clip. If you guys have seen it, this is the, the girl that the maps just, or the, the wings just traded for. <laughs> so anyway, I feel good about it. I like that. They're, they're going this youth movement. Um, they're like the second worst team. I just want them to get Sabrina. That's all I want. That's the that's who you're tanking for right now. So me too. The girl from Oregon. All right, let's do a personal question. <laughs> Mavs Network asks us, Uh-oh. who would win one on one matchup on the court playing basketball between the two of you? First to twenty one. First of all, let's go eleven first. <laughs> Honestly, I have no clue because I've never seen Nick play basketball. I've never seen you play basketball either, which is kind of crazy. There you go. Um, we have no clue. I am. Um, Significantly taller than you, though. You are taller. A eh, couple inches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I would be able to take you in the post. Ooh, in the post. I guess I, I, I just don't know. I can't answer this question without seeing Nick play. I'm not that good. Also, I'm very out of shape right now. <laughs> so I'm not that good. <laughs> I've had moments, though. If I if I get back to and get to playing, I can feel like decent. But right now, I'd be terrible. You probably win right now. He'd, he'd be like, 
AD in the post. Today I went out and mowed my grass, and it was like 100 degrees out in Florida. It was super, like, I almost passed out walking back from mowing my grass. I was like, oh my gosh. Am I super out of shape, or is it actually really hot outside? <laughs> Both. I went and came back and drank like two bottles of water. I was like, Ugh. Uh, my dog hey, honey, my dog again looking at me like are you okay like what's going on <laughs> what's going on with you today first the chelsea game now this <laughs> so um man i i would i guess i would say you right now but if we were on the court i would think me wait if i it, how would you answer this if you're an nba player i would have to say me you know i'd have to say me. like i would I'd beat lebron myself. i would beat Kawhi yeah. every time i would beat kd every time <laughs> if you're an nba player um Okay, let's do another question. Uh-oh. Aaron asks, is Dak worth $30 million a year? Oh, my gosh. This is Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Cowboys. Right now, the Cowboys are in this weird thing where they have these three players at three, three important positions. Not the most important positions, but their quarterback and Dak Prescott, their best wide receiver and Amari Cooper that made the team better last year, and Ezekiel Elliott, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL. But running back is, running back is like a... Right now, it's like your post center, right? Like, like it's kind of an antiquated position. You can find a bunch of those. You don't like if you have the best one in the league, like with Rudy Gobert, like Utah. You're not the greatest team. Yeah, running back. You can where just it is re- right now that position. It, yeah, running back's so weird right now in the NFL because like you want one of the top guys. Like it's awesome to have one of those guys, the Zeeks of the world, and, uh, and Gurley before his knee stuff and all that stuff, but. But then again, you look at people in the playoffs and like who's won Super Bowls and stuff. Like, I mean, the Patriots won last year, and I mean, who'd they have? Sonny Michelle? Like, I mean, he was just a first-round draft. You can't player. remember. I mean, the Patriots have so many different running backs throughout this whole time. They had Corey Dillon at one point. Yeah, so they had the like, law firm Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. You remember that guy? The law firm, I do play for the Bengals. Too. He did, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, it's just a weird situation. But like back to Dak, I mean, at thirty million. Like his talent alone, I'm like, no, no, you can't pay him 30 million. But it's kind of like in the spot that they're in. He's 26 years old, and like I pulled up the salary list of quarterbacks right now. I mean, by the list I'm looking at, there's five quarterbacks that make over 30 million a year: Russell Wilson, Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Wentz, and Ryan. And four of those guys are all over 30. <laughs> Rodgers is 36. Big Ben's 37. Matt Ryan's 34. <laughs> The only guy under 30 is Carson Wentz at 27. I don't think this might make Cowboys fans mad, but I don't think Dax is as good as Carson Wentz. I don't think so, I don't think Cowboys fans get mad at that. I don't know. They get pretty protective over Dax. So uh, Dak to but, me is like DeRozan. He's like he's he's the best player on your team, right? Because that and that's how that's what quarterback is. Like if you're doing an NBA equivalent, like quarterback equals the best player in an NBA team. They're just they, you have to pay them the most amount. You have to give them the you have to give the best player on your team a max in the NBA. And, yeah. and quarterback is like that in the NFL. And so like DeRozan is not the greatest if you compare, but in his system, and if you you play him with Toronto, they're really good with him, and they played really really well. So you have to give him that money because you can't replace him. You can't just. I mean, they went out and traded him for Kawhi, which is kind of hilarious. But at the time when they had him and they were paying him. They couldn't just go out and replace him with somebody, and so they yeah. had to just pay him. And so that's kind of where you are with Dak. Like, who are you going to replace him with? Like, your backup yeah, that's, was terrible right now. Mike White. Yeah, and they they want to win now, but I mean, yeah, I I think it boils down to Cowboys need him to be like a bigger Russell Wilson. When I'm scared that he's just he's just Alex Smith, and and paying Alex that, Smith that much money is just. It, 
kind of yeah. stuck with your team. Cause the Cowboys have some other issues they got to figure out. They got to figure out some secondary stuff and some line stuff. And I'm not, neither one of us are huge cow. I mean, I like, cool. I hope they do good because we're in Dallas, but I grew up a diehard Ravens fan. So like, I love my Ravens and I was almost a huge Cowboys fan. I almost worked with a fan. <laughs> almost. I don't, I don't mind the Cowboys. I don't dislike them like the Steelers. I hate to, I hate the Steelers. So don't Same. come at me about Steelers yeah, stuff. Too. So there you go. Uh, the answer is no, but are they going to pay him that? Yes. <laughs> that's that's just what it seems like it's going to come uh, yeah. to. At 26, I think you have to at this point. You can't let him just leave. And just how to replace him. Um, exactly. Let's do – Let's actually, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's get to some more of your anything but Mavs mailbag questions. But before we do, Lockdown NFL, if you guys are into that, great. Like, like just spewing with great knowledge NFL talk we just had for the last five minutes. You'll love Lockdown NFL. Last week was one of the most listened to NFL shows on all of podcasts with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now with your favorite podcast provider. Daily shows just like ours. Locked on NFL. All right, Isaac. Let's get to another question. Um, this is a personal one. This is from Grant. Uh-oh. How did you all propose to your wives? Oh goodness! And let's keep it. Let's keep it kind of brief. My story can be really long, so I'll I'll keep it brief. Uh, you want to go first or me? I'll go. Mine's kind of weird. Okay, so <laughs> we <laughs> we were going to the we were going to like a a Christian internship ministry kind of place, and they they do kind of crazy things there. Uh, but it was in Dallas or it was near it was near Dallas. It was like near Hawkins, which is like the outskirts of. East Texas. It's like out there. Just it's in that general area for everybody that doesn't live in Texas. People in Texas would be like, that's not anywhere near Dallas. But for everyone else, yeah. it's like that general area. And we really we like to go visit our friends in Houston and we would go to Galveston. That's like the closest beach to where Dallas is. And so I wanted to do it as a surprise. I wanted to come up with something. And so I was coming back and we were in that area. We were visiting our friends. And I wanted to make this a surprise and we were supposed to go back. And so I said something to my wife, like, okay, we're going to go back, but I forgot something. And so we have to go all the way back to this, to this place. And so we went all the way back to the ministry where we were at and which was like way out of the way. It was like, didn't make any sense for us to do it. And so she was like, she was onto it right away. She's like, okay, this is kind of weird, but we had a good night, hung out with our friends. And she's, she thought that was the surprise that we were going to go hang out with them. What she didn't know was that I had planned to drive all the way to Galveston the next day with her friends in the back seat, and I was going to have her blindfolded. Oh, the whole way. So, my, my, none of you know my wife, but she liked this. She thought that this was was cool. She liked being blindfolded. She's like, "This is what it would be like if I was blind." <laughs> and then she was blindfolded. She likes surprises, so she didn't want it to be ruined. So she was blindfolded. We had our two friends in the back seat and she didn't know that they were there. And so, so we, we got to the place, we got near the beach. We walked around, uh, our friends were there like, like filming and, uh, we got by the beach and I proposed right there. I also wrote a song. Are you going to perform it? No, I will not perform this. Song. <laughs> no, I will not. But there you go. Will you make a parody out of it? Sweet. That's cool. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that story. So you rode in a car for how many hours while she's blindfolded? It's like four hours. She was blindfolded for four hours. Yep. That's incredible. And she didn't know people were in the backseat. I don't think so. 
should have put her in a trunk. She likes surprises, so she's not going to say she ruined it. Or she's not going to try to. Yeah. She's not like reaching back like, who's back there? <laughs> <laughs> and it meant a lot to her that her friends and people were there. Yes. Yeah, it did. See, because that's the route. Like, if you're in that spot right now to where you're trying to figure out how you're going to propose to uh, the person in your life, that's that's kind of, you got to try to fill it out trying to figure out what they, what will mean a lot to them. Don't. Will they like a, oh, don't do what this guy did last night at the Reds game and stick up a cardboard sign in the in the camera and say, "Would you, you know, would you marry me?" Like, unless she's super into the Reds and cardboard boxes, then no, don't do that. <laughs> um, I would, I would go as far as saying just don't do any sporting event. But anyway, we'll just move past that. <laughs> it's one of two routes. Do you want to go for the ultimate surprise? That's like the quick surprise, and they it just catches them off guard. Or do you want it to be like more sentimental? And like that's kind of and are is your person the type of person that it would mean a lot to them if they had people in their life that means a lot to them, they're present. Yeah. And cause that, that's kind of like, so for my wife, yeah, that I knew that that would mean a lot to her. Um, smaller story for me, but there's a state park near our hometown in Kentucky. Uh, it's where it's all these woods and a lake and all this different stuff. She was going out uh, there to take family pictures for a family, but she was not going to do that. She thought she was. She gets out to this like wooded area and there's a path through the woods. So she shows up and one of her best friends from, I had brought in a couple of her best friends from out of town, uh, her like American grandparents, cause my wife's from Brazil and like her parents and stuff. And so like at the beginning of the path was one of her best friends that lived like three hours away. And she's like freaking out. Why are you doing, what are you doing here? And she's like, Hey, leave your camera stuff in the car. Just walk down the path. So my wife would go down through the path and ever like different little turn down the wooded path was somebody who means a lot to her, whether it's a best friend or grandparent or parent. And I'd written out these like scripts on these like scrolls of recent parts of her life that I love about her and Damn. all this different stuff. And then I was at the very end in front of this big tree. Um, yeah. Waiting for her. So of course she, by the time she got to me, she was like crying and like all this different stuff. And then I had like a photographer hidden in the like woods that was taking all these pictures uh, of her down the path and like with us and all that stuff. So yeah. And then we read together uh, something and prayed together and all this different stuff and got down on the one knee and, uh, Gosh, that feels forever ago, but it feels like yesterday at the same time. And she said, <sighs> she said yes. Well, videotaped it, had pictures, all the stuff, and now, gosh, uh, six or seven years later, now baby two's on the way. So, <laughs> dang, dang. So there you go. That's how we did it in our own way. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do a couple. Okay, here's one from Jeff. How many Rangers games have y'all watched this season, and who's your favorite player? So this is Texas Ooh. Rangers, the baseball team. All right, I'm let gonna, me count all mine. Hold on, I gotta count all mine. Yeah, this season I have watched zero Rangers games. I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, I've watched one Reds game that I was in attendance for, and I've watched zero baseball games other than that. Uh, but Rangers games in my life, I've probably been to five or six Rangers games, mm. like in person. I don't, I, I can't watch it on TV. It's just I can't. This season and my life, that's just hard to count. One, and my favorite <laughs> player is Joey Gallo. Gallo's good. Is Joey his first name? I like Rudy Nador because he punched uh, Jose Bautista in the face. Yes, I have a t-shirt too. It says, how's your face, Bautista? So like, I like the Odor guy too. Yeah, yeah, That just because of that. But uh, I like I like Juan Gonzalez, Pudge Rodriguez, 
Uh, I like those teams. Palmero when he was there. Those are Rangers I like. Yeah. Did you grow up a Reds fan? Yeah. Shut up. What? Yeah, yeah, I grew up a Reds fan. That's I went to more Reds games than Mavs games in my life. My dad would literally, my dad and I would go to, two, I don't know, five or six Reds games a year, and we were three hours away. Like, we would go up all the time and watch these Reds games. Mm. When Griffey was there, Sean Casey, <laughs> Scott Rowland. Yeah. Had, yeah, good old days. All right, let's, uh, let's do, you want to do, try to get fit in one more? Sure, one more. All right, David asks, what's your top three league pass teams this year? Uh, all right, all three of mine are in the West. <laughs> Everything's in the West for me. Um, league pass team is kind of weird because you kind of got to cross off the teams that yeah. are going to be on TV a lot. So, um, so yeah, for me, it's Pelicans, Kings, and Grizz. Like those are my those are my three teams that I'm. Uh, obviously, when the Pelicans are on the TV, uh, you got to watch Zion and all <laughs> that stuff. That's going to be a, a blast. That's like the top league pass team for everybody. I feel like. Uh, and then the Kings and Grizzlies for me, I, Grizzlies, I guess is the deeper pick for me because I just really want to see Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. And Brandon Clark. I just think that they could be so much fun. It's kind of a new era of Grizzlies basketball. And if they're wearing the Vancouver jerseys, I gotta, I gotta see those too. So, um, yeah. And the Kings are the Kings. I think De'Aaron Fox is amazing. So I want to see him and Bagley and what those guys can do again. Isaac made a crucial mistake in his league pass teams. I don't know. A crucial mistake. You do not, I'm not going to say the Mavs. I know, but you can't pick a team that's going to be so terrible like the like the Grizzlies. You just you get so bored no! of that team so quickly. How many times that's are you going to watch? Crap. I'm going to catch. I'm going to I'm going to catch up with you at the end of the season. And say how many Grizzlies games do you watch that were not Mavs games? Because you're going to watch like two or three, and then after that, I, you're like, man, I cannot watch this team because they're going to be so bad. People love watching the Hawks last year, and they sucked. The Hawks were like semi competent last year. Oh, let's look at their wins. They won twenty nine. They won twenty nine games last year. Whoa, yeah, twenty nine. Let's go. Just four less than the Mavs did. And we I watched know, every but... single Mavs game. The Grizzlies are going to win like a lot less than that. Okay, well, I didn't pick you know the Cleveland or New York or something like that. This is true, but I think they're going to be as bad as those teams. Yeah, but they're at least going to be fun. Like I want to see something that's fun. I don't care if they win. I want to see something fun, and I think those three guys can be fun. They're going to get up and roll. Okay, so I I guess I can't pick the Mavs, but if I was just going to do if I was going to do top three league pass teams in the league, not count. Oh, Ma- Mavs are one. Yes, not not like on the Lockdown Mavs podcast. Just in general, if someone asked me that, I'd say the Mavs. Say the Mavs. One hundred percent over the Pelicans. Pelicans would be another one for me because you also like. You have the Zion thing, obviously. But you have Zion. You have a uh, Lonzo too. That he's a fun guy to watch, and if he figures it out, like that's that's a really fun team to to watch, and they're going to be pretty decent. And then I think the Utah Jazz are my sneaky team. Oh, okay. I'm really into the Utah. I'm really into the Utah Jazz because they're gonna they're gonna spread it out more. They have those two three point shooters now. They have Conley now. It's a point guard that can actually make stuff happen. Uh, I hope that they go a little smaller this year than the. Go bear favors lineups that they were doing. So those are my three Pelicans, Matt Pelicans, Mavs, Utah or Pelicans, um, Utah. And then I don't know. Nets. I mean, I'm going to watch the Hawks too. Like Trey Young's fun to watch. So. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. John Collins. He's fun. Like I'll watch him when they're on. And of course, Vince Carter's on that team again. So, uh, if Vince is on, I got to watch. Of course. 
Of course. We should do the, the three worst teams. We'll do that on a different podcast. So there you go. Three worst teams? The three worst league pass teams. Like who I will not I will not watch a Cleveland Cavalier game. That's just ain't happening. <laughs> so there you go. That's our anything but Mavs mailbag, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow with the schedule. Tomorrow. The full schedule. Got yeah, it. let's break down the schedule, guys, and act <laughs> like it's super fun. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. We'll say something. I was gonna say one more thing. <laughs>